0: This winter, 2023, you'll believe that a Godzilla movie can make you cry. Mm. <clears throat> Welcome, friends. We are talking about uh, the movie that's kind of caught part of the world by storm, I would say. Um, Godzilla Minus One, uh, the 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 kind of surprise for a lot of people, hit of the year. Um, it's really, really captivating and we're really excited to talk about it. So uh, I am Sparks Witty, I'm joined by Ryan Eliopoulos. Oh no! There goes Tokyo <laughs> and uh, King of the Monsters himself, Randy McClure.
1: I'm the King of the Monsters. We're all doomed.
0: That's ah. that's the way it goes. Yeah, oh, uh, Godzilla a movie. Yeah, so uh, we're we're gonna get into uh, the brand new from Toho Godzilla minus one playing a limited yet extended run in the U S. Uh, and released in Japan last month. Uh, Brandon, why don't you go ahead with the the credits, if you would. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so full spoilers, I should say. Uh, if you have not seen Godzilla Minus One, we'll be spoiling the shit out of it. Um, uh, uh, we're sans Ben Magnet, but we have his thoughts. We'll read those out a little later. But Godzilla Minus One was written and directed by Takashi Yamazaki, who is also the VFX supervisor for this film. Um, uh, and that's that's how it goes. Um, uh, so w- where do you want to start with this one? The beginning?
2: Ooh, wow. I guess just like general reactions. Hey, guys, yeah. let me tell you, as someone who isn't super hot on the monster-verse, to be honest, this with a breath of fresh air, oh my God. Um, It's so nice to have a movie where I care about people and I care about the things that are happening to the people and it's not just about Godzilla. Because yes, that is a big factor of monster movies, seeing monsters be cool, destroy stuff, even fight each other, but at the end of the day, if I don't connect with the people that Godzilla is stomping on, I don't really give a shit. So like, me personally, I know you guys might be different. Like, I don't think about the MonsterVerse very much. Maybe except that one cool scene in Kong in a uh, Kong where Tom Hiddleston's like in VFX like super glow fighting a bunch of monsters in the air. But uh, I have not stopped thinking about this movie since I saw it. It was sure. only a couple days ago. But boy, howdy, uh, <laughs> I love it. I know that. I know it's not the direction that like the, the American movies will go. Cause like, obviously we just got a cool trailer with a giant monkey with a robot arm. But like this movie is so sensational and captivating and beautiful and actually has a message and I care about everything involved in it. Uh, I could use even less Godzilla and I'd be happy. And I got more Godzilla than I thought. So like, I, I love this movie. I'm in love with this movie. Uh yeah, I'll I'll piggyback off that to say
0: that um I think, you know, we've we've talked about a bit on our monarch reviews, which you should check out on nerds Watch, that like kaiju films kind of have their two their two lanes and one is like the SmackDown thing and the other is the thing that's like more reflective of the human experience. Uh and certainly like the SmackDowns are fun. They can be visually engaging, like Godzilla versus Kong is goddamn beautiful to look at when it's like the monster fights visually. Um but obviously the human things are the things that stand out there, the things that elevate them. To be like our favorite films in the genre, uh, for sure. Um And I think j- specifically because, like, I like having—not that the—I Mo- don't want the MonsterVerse to do a little bit more work, but I don't need it to aim for like. This. No, of course not. Um, but like, I like having the alternate flavors right yeah. now, which is like you know what what MonsterVerse is showing me they're going to do with Godzilla X Kong uh, versus like Godzilla minus one needed to zag away from that. Yeah, and I think also like in in the knowledge of we're not getting a sequel to Shingonzilla that did exist yeah you got it again like you have to you can't follow Godzilla up yeah. and say we're not doing another one of those with a smackdown movie so yeah the fact that they they brought it and we've been anticipating this from the trailers that this was going to be a period piece more even more directly thoughtful about the world war ii setting of japan um what a, what an emotional ride what an incredible experience um in in a lot of ways like I was both surprised and unsurprised because it's exactly what I expected it to be based off like what we were getting the marketing, Mm -hmm. but I was also surprised that that was correct Um, and like not misleading. And like, it was exactly, it was exactly what I wanted it to be when I saw it. And I didn't think that would necessarily happen. I thought it would be good. I didn't think it would be this. Yeah. Uh, So what, what a privilege I, uh, I think we all have to be Godzilla fans in this moment. I mean, what a what a moment in general uh, between Monarch and Godzilla minus one, and we know Godzilla X Kong's around the corner. Like, what what a moment um, uh, compared to where Godzilla was, like post Final Wars. Uh, I love you, Final Wars. V- very wild to be here. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited
1: about it. But this is obviously like, holy shit. Um, since we've already made the comparisons to the monsters, which I'll I want to keep. Minimum. I, I don't yeah. want to, I I want this to be our last discussion of the Monsterverse until until our next Monarch thing. Because I want to keep it focused on this movie. I think it's very important to keep it focused on this movie. Um, but I will also put in my two cents and say, like, look, outside of Godzilla and, and, and Kong, the two solo films, um, Monsterverse is not my favorite. It's franchise. I like it a lot. I think I have a lot of fun with it. Um, but it's lacking. Um, I find a lot more to love about Godzilla 2014 than my Uh, my co-host here um but we all agree on kong skull island being a being a pretty good movie um and i think that um it reminds me of when the gxk trailer dropped and everyone was yelling about how there's no value in this blah 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 and look i'm not here to say that all of Godzilla is silly. I'm here to say that Godzilla has silly moments. Uh, certainly there are silly films within the Godzilla Canon. Certainly it's not an entire era, silly or an entire mo- movie is silly. There are silly moments, and Godzilla is allowed to be silly, um, mm-hmm. spe- you know and, and, and it's perfectly, and it's perfectly respectable. And if Adam Wingard wants to wants to smack some action figures together, then by all means, go ahead and do it. Um, as long as it looks cool, I'll watch it. But those aren't my favorites. You know, those aren't my favorite Godzilla movies. What do I always go to? Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Attack is an incredible movie, a very deeply personal movie. Shin Godzilla is an incredible movie, a deeply personal movie. Godzilla, 1954. Those are the films that I come back to again and again because those are the films that challenge me, have a lot of substance to them, um, really want to uh, talk about something, really have a message ingrained in them. uh, And I'm happy... To say that this is one of those films uh this is by far in the top five got in my top five godzilla films um it's it, it shot up immediately um like as soon as i was done with this movie i was like yep top five godzilla film no question um might be favorite might be favorite i don't know time will tell uh time will tell but it is uh it is incredible that we're here to witness um such an incredible uh, moment in Godzilla history, but also just an incredible Godzilla movie that has done the one thing that I've always wanted to see, which is have the general audience be involved in seeing a new Godzilla movie in theaters, um, have them respond to it so uh, well. Uh, this is something that uh, the monster, the reason why MonsterVerse got so silly is because audiences weren't really responding to uh, Godzilla uh you know they, they so you know what do you do you're just like
2: well let's give them some spectacle um and I, and I, and I love candy like i love empty calories yeah. right but like Godzilla is a franchise where like we like Sparks just said like we can't have both you can't have the really in-depth yeah. personal stuff and you can have the big silly stuff so like just after like a decade of candy it's just really nice to have this full course meal that's just like yeah. going in and i'm like oh man it, this just it's different uh and then and, i'll have candy afterwards and it's so wonderful that like
1: you know, after Shin Godzilla, we got the Earth trilogy, uh, and we got Singular Point. And I love Singular Point. Don't get me wrong; I think Singular Point's awesome. Um, the Earth trilogy, I like one of those movies. Um, I like the and I like the. I like half of one of those movies. I should say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, like, um, Void Godoro guys, Void Godoro rules. Um, but I think that like, it, it's really cool to have a live-action Godzilla film, uh, be accepted by uh the populace uh, by, by a western audience not maybe not the general audience but like a a western audience has come to this film and it's so cool to see and it's such an incredible movie and i'm I'm so excited to be here to just break it down I with think, you guys
0: i think i think importantly like a western audience that they just didn't think was there and yeah like, that's shown that that's not true um like i won't say like oh you could bet the the bank on um the way that like disney will do with uh you know uh, uh, huge, huge budgets and, and anticipation of the audiences turning out and things like that. But, like, certainly they didn't think Godzilla Minus One was going to be the hit that it was
2: here stateside. Uh, the box office for this weekend is The Boy and the Heron and Godzilla Minus One. Those are the number one and number two movies. So, Japan like, go? so Japan is doing better, like, with their movies now in America than American movies are. And it's also just, like, you know, nothing substantial came out this weekend so that also helps but right. like again big word of mouth on on minus one getting an extended release the boy and the heron you know and next miyazaki movie, like, uh, and importantly killing it godzilla minus one being the highest grossing live action japanese film in america that's crazy at the box office and it's yeah. only it hasn't been out that long <laughs> that's crazy um I love yeah. it. you know
1: the the number is because you know shin godzilla had like what two days in theaters um no true it's yeah, true. yeah 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 um but i want to say like Word of mouth is incredibly important because what we've what we have seen what Ryan what Ryan was kind of touching on there um, you know goes even further that yeah not a lot came out this weekend except for Godzilla minus one and Boyd and Heron um, being able to dominate which is incredible but word of mouth is so important to general audiences people say hey this is a really good movie you should go see it so then they will go see it the reason why so many disney films this year for example have bombed and not, disney's not the only one that's bombed movies like a lot of people have but like the reason why is because the word of mouth isn't great people are like don't you know maybe wait for streaming or maybe wait for via blah 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 but this one but like word of mouth be like you should see this movie like now and that would help a lot
0: i think that's an important point and also kind of the attachment just to like criticize the american market right now of like there is a like go see it right now. Cause it's really good. And I don't know when you're going to get to see it. Like there's no right. straight stream pipeline. Like it's like, I, I don't know when you're going to get to see it if you don't see it now. <laughs> so yeah. go yeah. see it now. Cause I told a friend of the podcast, John Radley, I texted him after I saw it. And I'm like, Hey, um, you got to go see this. Cause I know how much of a Godzilla fan you are and I and don't wait on this. I don't know when you'll get to see it. If you don't go now, go now. Um, And he did and he loved it. Oh, awesome. um, but cool. I think that's really important. And just as you highlight, like the word of mouth, this is one of my problems. Just this is a stateside problem. Um, that the marketing we were talking about in advance of the movie, like there was just not, no marketing for this. And Mm -hmm. I do think this would have done better even from the jump, uh, without the word of mouth, having to like go tell people like, no, really you gotta go. Or like, I haven't even heard of this, uh, kind of thing that, that definitely happened for some people because like the marketing didn't exist here stateside. Um, and I wish it did. Yeah. I wish they'd push harder and I hope they push harder in the future because of this. Mm-hmm. That's like the only thing I really want to change is that they market this movie, <laughs> uh, a movie like this when it's coming, um, so that people actually know about it. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, word of mouth hugely important, obviously, because we know there was no marketing like that's word of mouth is why people are turning out for this movie. That's what I got on that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um so uh, let's start. Let's start with uh, the beginning. Yeah, uh, didn't really
0: like. I was gonna forget this detail if I didn't see it a second time. Um, the the focus on the bomb in the opening shot I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. I wanted to highlight that. I thought that was a really good. It had me wondering at the beginning of the movie. I was like, "Yo, is this the bomb? A bomb? A big bomb? Yeah." Um, like the the whole time I'm wondering, like, until we land on the island and we see what's like going on. I was constantly like, is, is this like, are we going to see the Americans dropping it? It's like, what's going on here?
2: Um, Oppenheimer Part 2.
0: Yeah. Um, but I really like the setup of it, just like the weight of it being there. Uh, and then immediately turned on our on our main character and um, that uh, fear to
2: not uh, want to die in the war. It's yeah. a kamikaze. Empire. Yeah, having our main character be a kamikaze pilot is is really wild because that is this is not a movie Americans can make. I mean, if, if, if he was a Japanese filmmaker making it in America, sure, but like this is a very much a Japanese-centric and Japanese-focused movie and having it be not after World War II, like in the in the days after World War II, like right after, and he was still expected to kill himself for, for no reason because they've already lost is incredibly wild and having a whole nation of people who are like, oh, you didn't kill yourself? Dishonor on you that's that's hard our main character might be like the saddest man who's ever lived truly (laughs) this dude like his war never ends even after his war because he's got to deal with godzilla like it is it is rough watching our main character koichi this entire movie and it is so emotional like not 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 to get spoilers to the end but like it's so emotional seeing him go on this journey and now even after the war is over he won't allow himself to be happy Uh, also because there's a giant monster rampaging rampaging his country but it's like it is such an emotional movie. It is. It's probably again. I haven't seen every Godzilla movie recently, but it is without a doubt the most emotional Godzilla movie I've ever seen. I think. Uh, I was. I was thinking about this movie like for for days after. Man,
1: what you touched on was really interesting. There, like, he blames himself for Godzilla. Right? He had yeah. whether or not he could have or not is left. We don't know. But he yeah. had the opportunity to kill this creature that becomes Godzilla um and he uh and he blames himself for that that's why his war doesn't end because he's like well not only did i fail my country i actively unleashed this creature onto them
2: um yeah and this is my fault um, and and but... he feels responsible for for killing that troop on odo island and then Tachibana, yeah. the mechanics the only guy left and he goes and talks to him he's like hey man we checked your plane out you landed because your plane was faulty it wasn't faulty pretty crazy if you ask me and i'm like god damn it come on man and then everyone gets killed and he's the only one alive their whole journey together is so beautiful and sad and really funny uh just because like you know like the letters he sends out it's like every character in this movie is like in in his connection to our main character just feels really really uh honest and really real yeah uh and just every performance is so good um and i just like the circumstances of how all of our characters come together it feels so real and like this could have been like I don't know if Godzilla wasn't in this movie, obviously it's like a Godzilla movie, but like these characters are so believable and so real. And like the impact of being in a war and veterans dealing with something after a war, feeling like they were left behind is in itself an incredible story to be told. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's now into a sci-fi movie, just like, you know, it's what makes the genre so beautiful. It's like sci-fi movies, mm-hmm. you know, capture reality. Uh, and I just, I love the whole journey. I love all the characters. Again, our characters so sad. It makes me sad. Something uh, that I oh, want
1: to ahead. touch on. Something that I want to touch on is the, uh, uh scene in Odo Island um uh in in the original in the original Godzilla film um Odo Island is where Godzilla first kind of like reveals himself. Like there's this big whole kind of like moment when he uh destroys the island and uh pe- the people of Odo Island have a um what's it called a, like a legend mm-hmm. based off this thing, Gojira that um uh, the, and um that's in the original film. Uh what I really like about this film is making that real Mm-hmm. once again we are on odo island but instead of uh a mythical creature that they that they know it is that they've uh kind of that they projected what they think godzilla is um this is a real creature that they are in kind of a symbiotic relationship with that helps them fish and um that creature becomes uh godzilla and i think that's a really cool way to to adapt that
0: well it is it is like fulfilling the promise from the original because the original is like they they believe that this ancient dinosaur-esque creature yeah. uh, did exist around the island, and that's why the legends were there, and it got hit with a bomb. This is all, like, things they explain but don't show, mm-hmm. and that's, like, their theory on where Godzilla comes from and, like, that, that, that the residents of Odo Island were really seeing something that got hit with an A-bomb. Um, uh, and so you basically get that in full here, um, visually. Yeah.
2: He's a little baby. He looks like a little baby. A I little really dinosaur. like the
1: design. Yeah. Uh, both both Godzilla designs are really cool. We did not I didn't expect to see the mini Godzilla show up like when yep. when they're just like, what's that noise? Light monster. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. we're here already. It's like a big T-Rex. I love it. Um, it's a it's a cool design and a cool way to it, adapt that. And again, and again, it's not just a superficial way to adapt something from the original movie. It informs our main character in a really meaningful way, because again, uh, the and the scene in question is they're like hey get into your plane and shoot this thing and he's got it in his sights but he can't do it um he 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 freezes up and yeah. um the uh, and and so because of that he is um, basically basically just blaming himself for this creature um for this creature's rampage later on in the film uh, because he uh, she recognizes it first as godzilla uh, right the in the train when she looks at the train when she looks out the window she's like that's Godzilla the the monster that he told me about
2: yeah um,
1: but he doesn't see it immediately he doesn't see it first right
0: right she sees it and then he's there to get her but yeah. he like knows he knows
1: yeah um, we also see the kind of like the kind of explosion that creates Godzilla too. Um, pretty explicitly we see an a an a bomb go off and then we we hear the roar and blasted with radiation i I thought that was cool yeah i thought
0: they they found a good way to do it it's still the bikini atoll islands it's still the tests there i think the timing of when they started testing a bikini is fudged just a little bit but Mm -hmm. i'm fine with it yeah i'd have to double check but i don't know if they started that early uh after the end of world war ii um because that goes all the way into the into 1954 which is when they stopped because of um how severe the radiation sickness had gotten, uh, which is, again, what led to Godzilla. Um, uh, but I still think that's cool. What I really like is like, that it's just his eye. Yeah. We hear the roar and we see the eye, and then the eye gets starts getting the regeneration image change over it uh, in the flesh and everything. I thought that was a really good way to go about it.
2: Yeah, well, this um, Godzilla's a mutant. He's got a, gener- a regeneration factor. The way they track
0: you through time, I think, is done really well. Just mm-hmm. getting the updates mm-hmm. on, like, this point in time, this point in time and where you are. I think they, they do a good job of, of submitting that for you. Um, just staying on the Odo Island thing for a moment. I do think like, just to, to what you were talking about earlier. Um, I like that we do get the one moment of the guy who comes over, who's not Tachibana Mm -hmm. and says, uh, we need more people like you who, you know, like die for honor for what? Yeah. Um, because importantly, like what he's, what he's talking about there is like, japan's on its way to surrender and like the the uh, a-bombs haven't dropped yet but uh they know that they're going to they were on the way to surrender anyway like that's where they were headed it's like why would you go die for for nothing a cause that's ending absolutely um kind of idea and like how people felt about that i think is is really interesting i also think uh not that i think this is a really deeply present or or still around thing but like Putting the focus on kamikaze, I think it's just really nice for, for an international audience, specifically for an American-based audience to see because we don't get a lot of engagement with it. I don't think that the propaganda from the time has necessarily carried over, but like yeah. American propaganda at the time about kamikaze's painted them as psychotic, yeah, to be able to do that. Um and like it has no no regard for like the sense of honor that and duty that was crafted to whether you think that's manipulative or not, um that was crafted to have the pilots commit to that uh, in their effort to win the war. Um, and it's, it's so lost from that kind of nuanced side of it. It yeah. turns them into, it's meant to go for the savagery uh, in propaganda. So getting that as your protagonist, getting the, uh, all of the fear, all of the um, stress, all of the PTSD, all of the uh, uh, burden of when you come home, and because you came home and you were a kamikaze pilot, you are a failure.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: uh, all of that is just something Western audiences are not given a lot of, and I think that's yeah. really a really wise decision for how to frame this whole piece. He, yeah, he, yeah. when he re-
2: when he returns uh, to his home, which has been destroyed, uh, all his family's dead, his neighbors are dead. His his one of his neighbors is alive. She's lost her kid, and she's like, "Wait, why are you home?" you shouldn't be here you are a failure you suck bro and i'm like no and she
1: blames she blames him for the loss of her children
2: yeah like oh if you didn't if you didn't go and kamikaze yourself all of this wouldn't have happened i'm like ma'am that's not how this works come on come on be a yeah. little she's in she, everyone's in in you know in fear and in sadness and in grief so like they handle throwing away and, and it's to, like, i
0: think it's uh really notable too and like her perspective changes right yeah but like she and Tachibana, who both change their perspective about him as the film goes on, but like they are the two voices that are most present in his mind, regardless of the like the other people who will be around him, mm-hmm. who say like this is on you, this is your fault, yeah, you shouldn't be here, that kind of thing, uh, and then everyone else in his life, no one treats him that way because all mm-hmm. the rest of them have a different perspective of of how the war has has. Handle them and like it's her It's her taking out her personal loss Because she says like my kids would be here If you which there's there's No way to guarantee that yeah um, Like him doing What he did doesn't mean the bomb raids didn't Happen where they happened to kill her kids Yeah yeah uh, and Tachibana Obviously like there's the personal attachment to Watching him fail to shoot Godzilla And his whole, whole, crew, whole crew dying Yeah um, But it, I think it's really notable that like you've got all these Other voices around him who are gently trying to encourage him to just live and yeah. keep living. Um I think the only one who like really attacks him at it, like really try not attack, that's the wrong word, but like really tries to shove that to him is Noriko. But like everyone else aside from that uh is it's more of a gentle just encouragement of to keep going and like nobody criticizes him. Yeah um for like even when the guys i thought that was notable like when the guys are on the boat all together and they find out that he used to be a kamikaze pilot like no one makes uh, a big deal out of that yeah but nobody shits on him for that
2: i mean i love i love that whole crew once they introduced the kid the captain and the doctor yeah what a great supporting cast oh my god
1: yeah um the kid is an interesting character because he didn't fight in the war uh, but he admires people who did. Um, the soldiers that came home, he was like, I, man, I wish I could have been there with you guys. I wish I could have. And everyone tells him, like, no, absolutely not.
0: Um, You're lucky.
2: Oh, you, you should count your blessings. You weren't in a war.
0: That's a really, that's one of my favorite moments in the movie is when he says, I wish the war could have gone on longer. And, and Shikishima grabs him and he's like, You better not mean that. And, yeah. uh, and like, he recognizes that he spoke out of turn. Yeah. Right. Like, war is. He is for him. He's raised entirely on the propaganda of the honor in war and, yeah. and what they were doing and everything. And and they all have a different perspective of what that war has brought on them. Um,
2: yeah, I I really like that crew. I think they're great. Yeah. yeah. And then to round out the rest of the crew, we got Noriko, who is who is a lady who found a baby because the baby's parents were were killed in the raids. And then uh, uh out of the goodness of his heart. Or she kind of just like works her way into his house. They she kind of just moves in. She kind of just moves in, uh, and he's like, "Like, why would you adopt a baby?" And he's like, "Well, you held that baby for six hours. Why don't you leave the baby?" It's like, "Yeah, because you're all you're all good people in your heart. Uh, it's great." Uh, one thing I did want to highlight because
0: we're talking about like where they where he is, mm-hmm. like Shikishima and, and Sumiko and all of them, um, they're they're in Tokyo. Um, they're in a part of Tokyo that's been devastated by the air raid bombs but not the atomic bombs yeah. um, we're not we, we don't go to Hiroshima and Nagasaki which is something we definitely wondered if we were doing uh, leading into this film I feel like the weight of them is still just as present without us even having to name them Yeah, um, yeah. and I really like uh, the perspective of like getting the citizens um, especially as we go through the movie of like how their government failed to essentially protect them and value their lives um and that all of the attacks and deaths that happened there at a certain point became something that wasn't a war that none of them believed in any anymore if they ever had to begin with
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and we see how they begin to rebuild in the coming years on their own, right? Right. We see that they're rebuilding their own communities. They're rebuilding their own houses, their own homes, uh, their own families um, on their own. They've got no help. I mean, they're obviously are finding jobs, but they're not, the government's not helping them, right? The government's not like, Hey, we'll relocate you. We'll, we'll give you guys better home, better housing. They're not doing that. Um, and, and then like, it's what the, it's what we knew from the, um, the, the, what people were talking what what uh takashi uh what takashi yamazaki was was saying which was he wanted to talk about a story of how you know was how uh japan was at zero and then godzilla shows up um right. so and, and i really like i really think they 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 do a good job of being like yeah we are rebuilding we are we're kind of coming to a sense of normalcy and then godzilla shows up and what how that, how is that going to defeat us and that kind of like is a lot that allows them to kind of drive home the fact the the theme of the film which is living right the theme of the film is yeah. like living and so like that so Godzilla is allowed to come into the movie at a time when they're just kind of existing mm-hmm. and and shows them how to live and it's kind of his kind of own messed up way yeah I really
0: like that uh to your point Brandon like Tokyo's where we are with the family in Tokyo ha- never really gets fully up on its feet yeah. while we're in the movie but Ginza does and they talk about and they're like Ginza's being re- rebuilt really well and it's the one place that we go to that we see like a full city restored and then Godzilla comes in and ruins it yeah, yeah. um and and I think that's that's a really good use of it it gives us a sense of like because Tokyo's so so behind it gives us a sense of how far Ginza has come to be repaired and then immediately pulled back to the same place
1: yeah uh there's a lot of talk uh, in the Ginza attack of this like historic building you know there's the steve martin kind of i i think it's a steve martin reference i don't actually know it's
0: a steve martin reference
1: um when they're like narrating godzilla's rampage on the top of the building and um they so close we're
0: so dangerously close, <laughs>
1: uh, and they're like talking about uh, this historic building has just been destroyed by Godzilla. Like they're talking about like these buildings that were that were rebuilt or didn't or weren't destroyed during the during the air raids, uh, being destroyed by Godzilla. Uh, these like historic buildings being destroyed by Godzilla in um, an and an, and an incredible kind of like commentary on just uh, how far Ginza was along uh, in their in their um, rebuilding.
0: Yeah, I haven't, I haven't talked, uh, I haven't watched, sorry, uh, the American dub of the original film for a while, but I'm pretty sure Steve Martin specifically mentions a theater. And so that's yeah. why this guy also mentions a theater. It's not the you same know, theater, but it's it's a theater.
1: Doesn't Steve Martin also, doesn't his, he, his building collapses on top of him? And he's like, yeah, but he's fine because he's the white guy. <laughs> he's fine because he's the white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah um uh, for the, by I, the way by the way real quickly for those who don't know we've been saying steve martin we're not talking about the actor steve martin the The actor raymond burr plays the plays a character named steve martin in the godzilla and the the american release of godzilla of gojira yeah. um so it's really weird but that is a true statement
2: hey white guys got similar names man it happens a lot yeah. of a lot of steves and martins out there uh i love the little montage we have of the years after after the initial Odo Island thing. You'd like your pleasant like little like, yeah. guitar yeah. music. Yeah. And <laughs> and like, they're rebuilding and uh, they're doing their things, family built. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Koichi gets a job being a minesweeper in the ocean. Uh, that's where he meets his- He's family. out in the ocean. They're He's having like, a good ka-ka-ka. time. They're yeah, having yeah. a great time. Yeah. And then like, he rebuilds a house. He gets a motorcycle- uh um, that's about two years yeah roughly noriko gets a job in Ginza, like like uh, uh we talked about it at that place uh but it's like it's it's the nice it's the nice like it's the nice calm before the storm yeah because you're like this is a godzilla movie we this nope. shit's about to be bad
1: <laughs> but genuinely I, you're watching that scene well at least i was and i was like this is nice I'm it is nice. this is nice yeah. i'm really glad i don't want anything bad to happen to these guys i'm glad they're living here the lives congrats and, the, and i was like all oh, right this is a godzilla movie
2: <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I again, going to our main character and how he won't allow himself to be happy, uh, he brings his whole crew over for dinner and he's got his not-wife and his not-daughter there. And they're like, so which how they, long- Which they don't know. Yeah. How long have they been married? <laughs> they're like, oh, she's not mine. What about the baby? That's ah, not my baby. Daddy? The don't baby call-, call me daddy. I'm like, bro, bro, <laughs> oh my God. Like That made me so sad
1: the baby calls her calls him daddy and he like his first like i've told you like in like a sweet like i told you i'm not your daddy and i'm like it's the thing
0: it's the thing about how he says it that he's like akiko and she's like yes and he's like how many times have i told you i'm not your father and then everyone's just looking at him like wow
2: holy shit (laughs) anyway (laughs) anyway how about that job right yeah, it's, um, this movie's also like really funny at times, just like with like the situational comedy that happens, but like, sure, it's, it rides a line of like being really funny and then being really dramatic. And it's just like, yeah. it's, it's a really well directed and really well scripted movie. Uh, I'll, again, like all the characters like feel like nobody says anything out of, out of character to me. Like it's all like, man, this is like just a bunch of people trying to live their lives in the midst of a monster attack. Like it's, it was really nice. Uh,
0: to your point about the montage, what I, I think that it was a really well selected amount of time to make us, uh, invest and believe in how long they've been around each other where that relationship should be which is what everyone else assumes, uh, assumes and expects of them yeah. and like what it's what it hasn't become um because he's holding himself he doesn't believe he should have that yeah um he's still punishing himself two years on uh like he'll, he'll he has some things but he denies himself all of it yeah. um and I, I think that that's a really good establishment i think it was the right amount of time to get us there with that relationship and invested in the characters where they would have grown to bond with each other like mm-hmm. sumiko's functionally like the onto akiko and like that relationship is mended and all this stuff but not too far from World War II. Yeah. Right? Like, not too far from the end, so that all of that aftermath is still living with us. Again, like, something that I think just allows this film to do things the original never could is because... The original is 1954. This is taking place so directly, so close to World War II, and much to the point of like the Ginza rebuilding. Like that's so much more effective because so many places still haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was a wisely chosen amount of time, yeah, uh, to forge those,
1: but also keep us in the space of like we haven't left this yet. Well paced, yeah. Um, there's still so much I want to talk about, but I want to talk about um the design of this Godzilla, um, sure, uh, because i think it's great um i think it's an incredible design um one of the things uh that you really notice about this one is that he's angry he's not just mean he's angry he's on a rampage he is personally you can feel it he is punishing japan um for 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 what happened like um and he and and like uh we talked about it after we went to the movie the sparks but um Together. Uh, but you can tell in his eyes, his eyes are really angry. Um, and and you contrast that with Shin Godzilla's eyes, which are very big and very kind of like uh they they they've made the uh the comparison to um googly eyes, but they're not. But um like but the idea for Shing Godzilla was that he's a god above men. He is mm-hmm. so he is above you, he does not notice your presence, he is uh he will never acknowledge you, he is a god. Um whereas this Godzilla is it, it is um is is not a god he is he is someone who who knows you're there and hates it and wants to punish you um yeah. and i've, I've seen people describe him
2: this is like the most the most cat like godzilla has been because like yo he he sees like one laser pointer plane in the sky and i'll go sure. oh i'm going after that thing forget that town yeah. i'm like oh there's a thousand people you're gonna after this one dude I'm like that's cat that's cat you're a cat i love it um
1: <laughs> and it and it's such a really good just kind of um just kind of updated design in in, in the first place um uh he's got an ability that Godzilla's always kind of had, but I don't think we've seen it so uh, done so explicitly, which is this kind of regeneration ability. Um, He's
2: Wolverine in this movie. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. And and even in in the picture that you have there, he's got white uh, on his face because of an earlier scene Uh, where they they thought they killed him but then it reformed um like the scar tissue creates like becomes white and so like he's covered in like kind of like scar tissue um is a really cool kind of detail especially after he uses atomic breath uh which we find out is not only devastating to the plant to the place but him
2: that's that's such a cool idea that like he he is so powerful like he isn't the shin godzilla like he is so powerful he harms himself yeah. But he's also yeah. strong enough where he can regenerate. I'm like, that is baller. That is that is straight up Wolverine. Like, I hurt myself every time I use my abilities. Like, that's really cool. So, p- part of what
0: I'm about to say is definitely a personal read, but but I I think it applies and and like even if it's not the truth, it it doesn't really matter. Um, I think it like what I like about the scars is it feels like a deeper expansion on the keloid scars that were the inspiration for Godzilla's skin to begin with. Sure. Um, I think that's really thoughtful. Keloid scars, for those who don't know, being the um, specifically the scars on the skin of people who were affected by the radiation from the bombs at a certain distance out. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I what I like about my my reading on it is that um, because of the way the regeneration looks, the way that it seems to be working on him all the time, I feel like his body is constantly doing it, and so his body's constantly in pain i think from the moment the bomb hits him this is a godzilla who is eternally in pain and angry because of it Mm -hmm. like he's always hurting from it um and i think that's a really strong point to put on it because like it's it's just this angry thing uh that can't stop being in pain can't stop being angry because of the bomb
1: i like that read it's a good read yeah um and then there's something that i also really like which kind of goes back to 1954 um because the nineteen fifty four film is a dude is a dude in a suit, the rampage feels very um not necessarily personal but very methodical like i'm th- i this building i'm going to destroy this building now There's feels like there's thought behind the destruction within the nineteen fifty four film because it is a dude in a suit and you you can tell that the dude in the suit is it's doing something it's
0: it's not Godzilla's going somewhere and he happens to be walking through the city yeah, and happens to
1: be destroying things on the way yeah um and you Get that with this godzilla this yeah. godzilla is deliberately attacking buildings and places and people and um and like he like when he whips one of my favorite scenes like when he whips around like destroys two buildings with his tail um mm-hmm. as they crumble the the reporters falling to their deaths um oh. yeah um and and so like i feel like you really haven't kind of gotten that from a Godzilla film in a long time. Um, This idea that like, even like the monster verse, like Godzilla 2014, like he's not trying to destroy buildings. He's if you see him, he's like walking through the streets. Um, The buildings are just kind of collateral. Um, So like this Godzilla feels very much like I like I'm here to destroy this place. And this, I'm um, these yeah. buildings are in my, aren't in my way. I am
2: actively here to destroy them. Yeah, I'm the tallest person in the city. Anything yeah. that I could see is going down, no matter what it is. And I'm yeah. like, man, that's you're, you're savage. And he feels yeah. like he feels mean because of that, like, uh, like, like a wrathful god almost. Yeah. And I don't know, I still think Shin Godzilla is like his atomic breath where it could split into like beams and shit. It's my favorite, but this version of the, of the heat ray that like it's literally like an atomic bomb at the end that explodes incredible dude yeah. and that one shot where it's like him on the right and it's in the city and then you have koichi screaming as it rains like oil or blood or whatever's on him he's like ah. i'm like i was like having a panic attack it was so also just because we saw maybe our main characters die i was like feeling it yeah. in that i was feeling it at that right. moment oh man. my god
1: that that rampage sequence is so like the it's so smart to i'm sorry what's the what's the girl's name it was noriko Noriko. Noriko. it was so smart putting noriko in the in in the beginning of it and that city because it gives it gives us so it gives us a reason to be scared of godzilla Mm -hmm. this isn't like this isn't a monster rampaging a city this is a monster that could genuinely kill noriko uh a character that we like and uh so you, you 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 are stressed throughout that whole that whole time because you know the first thing that godzilla attacks that you see her that you see godzilla attack is her train um and it's from then on she's in she's in the shit um and i really like uh how we follow her uh through this and even and even when he first shoots his atomic breath his, atom- his atomic breath and we see the, the explosion and it like pushes her back and i'm like she's okay she could survive that. And then it does the sucked in, I'm like, nah, she dead.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I up until the end, I was like, no nah, man, they really did kill her. But like that that implosion of of like the second part of the attack, I'm like, yeah. oh damn, like everyone's dead in that city. No yeah. way, yeah. bro. Give me a break. <laughs> thank god. Thank God that Shikishima was in the bright alley. <laughs> exactly, right?
1: That's a, those two buildings, real strong. <laughs> but what I what I really like about that like atomic breath radiation it, um in the trailer. I speculated that that could be Godzilla looking at the attack of Nagasaki, or, or like that. The, the like that was him, like looking at a, a nuclear explosion. Um, I thought
2: the same. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: And but like seeing that it's him who caused it mm-hmm. is such a uh, it's a, such an incredible moment and such an impactful scene, and um, and it gives, and it was, and again, this is not this doesn't happen unless you care about these characters. there's so much weight to the scene because we care about these characters. We want to see them survive. We want to see them make it through. Uh, We want to, we, we're not rooting for Godzilla in this movie. Um, Yeah. And and like, even in Shin, like Shin, most of the human characters that we follow are not in the radius of Godzilla. Uh, They are, they are separate from it and they are trying to protect people from Godzilla. And like, that's on purpose, right? That's the, that's what Shin is trying to do. Shin is trying to talk about how, the, how the government would handle this sort of situation so we follow the government but but here allowing to follow the allowing us to follow the people creates such a an, an interesting feeling to godzilla's rampage that we honestly haven't felt in a really long time
2: yeah like honestly for a, a long ass time you are right because like like, even Godzilla 2014, like, uh, none of our main characters really go out from Godzilla, right? Like, you know, uh, I mean, like, Brian Cranston and stuff, but, like, and then... Oh, like but before, even like, we we but move move that, it's the, the Muto, yeah. And then before that, yeah. like, the movies are, like, Final Wars, and, like, like, yeah, like, it's really been a really long time since, like, Godzilla's chaos like feels real and personal to people. Uh and it's again it was like it was like a breath of fresh air. Man. like I, when he's on the ground like at like uh, uh, and it starts is it rain what is it raining like oil? I think it's I think it's water I think what oh, okay. happens it's is just that, dirty like, water. Well I think it's the
0: way that um that the atomic blast okay sure uh breaks the clouds. so if there was moisture inside of them mm-hmm. like that moisture eventually dirty water it's coming down
2: uh that yeah. scene is incredible and the way it just cuts like don't in the quote middle me of just... on that
0: i'm no scientist yeah but
2: i i wasn't sure what it was because it wasn't blood it wasn't yeah you're yeah. like, not like watching Nope or something yeah. uh but like it does like a hard cut in the middle of a scream and that's haunting
1: <sighs> oh that but thematically so but thematically like it's it's reminiscent of raining of raining blood it's not blood because it's scientific scientifically we don't know what it is but like it is like thematically, this is our main character. What's his name? Sorry, Shikishima. Shikishima. This is Shikishima looking at himself in this. Like we we're on him. Like thematically, he's there blaming himself. All this blood that's raining down on him. This is on his hands. This is his yeah. fault. Noriko is gone because of him. Like it's not blood, but that's that. Like thematically, what what the that imagery is invocative of. And it, there's so much to like. It, this movie is such is such a good movie because so, so much to dig into it. Ryan said Ryan said this really well. I have not stopped thinking about this movie since I saw it.
0: Yeah, uh, I I agree. Um, I I think the going back to what you were bringing up, the atomic blast at the end of his beam, I think is such a smart take, especially for this Godzilla, this film in particular. Uh, it it again like keeps that so directly and starkly in conversation um with what is meant to be his origins like notably as we talked about earlier like this is the first godzilla movie to show an atomic bomb making godzilla so directly like the closest you get outside of this is actually the 98 godzilla um where it shows the iguana on the beach in the (laughs) opening sequence and then a bomb going off in the distance yeah um that's about the closest you get though of the like direct direct stuff um because 2014 can't count because we know that was just trying to kill him so that's not the same yeah um uh but here this is like saying this is so putting it one to one and and to give that atomic power to Godzilla himself and say like you man what this. the worst thing that could happen is if more of this could be done around the world yeah and Godzilla's like here i am ready to drop an atomic
2: bomb anytime and of uh, course anytime like- i like it like the dorsal fin, the tch, 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 yeah, 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 and it locks in the place. Bro, give me a break. Uh, what well, a cool
0: idea! And also, what a great shot of like, granted, they're bystanders we don't know a lot about, but like, it made me feel for all the people that are there because like, there's this bit when the he starts charging the blast where they're all kind of aware they're about to die. And there's the, kind of an awe to the power of what they're witnessing. Yeah. But there's also a fear of like whatever's about to happen.
2: We can't do anything about it.
0: Th- it's it, it's over. Yeah. Like it's it it feels it feels like what knowing that the 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 atomic bomb's going to go off. Yeah. Uh, right in the distance, and it feels like them watching that and and being overcome with the like, why where where would I run? What can I do?
2: And like right. the music like stops and it's yeah. like it focuses
1: in on it and like yeah. the chk, chk,
2: ch- like man like it is so dramatic man it is. it is so good
1: uh yamazaki has talked at length about how the 2014 film uh inspired this film uh in in and, and in many ways you uh gareth edwards yes. uh, um has talked about how he wishes that he that our military basically just didn't step in and be like, Hey, you can't do some, you can't do some of these things. Um, uh, which is what really hampered that film. Not saying it would have saved that film, but like there were some things that the military was like, you can't do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, but Yamazaki has talked about how like one of the inspiration, obviously visual is Godzilla's, um, beam being charged from the tail upwards. Um, and he, uh, and he took that and just made it way cooler with the, like, with the dorsal plates coming out of the out of the scandal's like, damn, dude. You like, damn. Um,
2: yeah I, uh, I, I it's the it. closest I've come to like really wanting to get like a Godzilla action figure. <laughs> oh I'm man, like, man, man it's one so cool the... as sick as shit. Uh and that leads to a great scene when all the homies are 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 uh, it's like a nighttime bar uh after this has happened and they're talking with Koichi, uh shikishima And then and then I think it's I think it's uh the captain who gets mad, like why didn't you why didn't you marry her when you had the chance, dude? And he's like, I couldn't. I literally. Yeah, this,
0: this is the bit where they're challenging him because he's like, "You, you want this plane to just go and like?" They're saying like, "Oh, if you fly too close, he could kill you." And he's yeah, like, yeah. "Whatever has to happen." And and yeah, why don't the captain, you want to live? It's like you just want to avenge Noriko, and he's like, "What's wrong with that?" And he's like, "Why didn't you marry her while she was here?" And he's like, "I couldn't." And that
2: is where he first says, "Like my uh, war is not is over." That's a that's a great line, man. That yeah. comes back full circle later, yeah. man. That's a, that's a great little scene
0: i really like the captain's perspective on that there's this there's this upsetness uh tangentially of of watching uh shikishima deny himself something that he should have had
2: And he's like, um, are you just gonna like are you just gonna orphan this little girl like are you just are you just that selfish and i'm like yeah. oh my god it's so sad um there's a a, a really great um
1: so the people so so The government, the the people have decided that the government's not going to do enough about this.
0: Yes. Before before we change fully from the destruction of Ginza, there's only one more thing I want to say about it, which which is, I think it's really impressive how powerful and emotional and cool that moment, that whole sequence in the film is for us, considering how much of it had to be featured in the trailers. It Mm. is the only time that Godzilla really destroys a city. Yeah. Yeah. And they put a lot of that in the trailers, made you feel like he was going to destroy the cities a couple of times. Yeah. Um. But it's all just on the table in that scene, which is also really surprising and interesting for a Godzilla film. Um. You don't normally get the big city destruction scene in a singular solo Godzilla movie uh, in the middle of the film. And then that's it. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool, interesting choice. Yeah. Uh that I wanted to highlight. Yeah. Right. Oh, one more other thing about that scene. Uh yeah. also the first time that the original Godzilla theme comes into use. Oh yeah From uh I- I Fube's uh uh original Godzilla theme. What a great uh hit when it hits. Yeah, the it f- hits
2: hard. The few times that that the theme starts, I'm like, oh this is magical. This is magical. <laughs>
1: There's um been a lot of people talk about um I, I will I will say I do kind of wish it was a new recording, like it was the composer of this of this movie, like Having done a new rendition of it, uh, because it is very clearly a recording from from maybe the original. I don't know, but it is a recording from a from original. It's definitely newer
0: than the original. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, Um, but Shin Godzilla also did the same thing. Like Shin Godzilla doesn't use a. uh, There's actually a a lot of music in Shin Godzilla that's that that is reused from other things. Don't
0: don't quote me on this because I I'd have to look up into this. I would, but I think. I believe that the original composer has passed away. And I believe that the last time he composed it has been the times that they use it every time since.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: So, like, anytime they're using it, it's him composing it the last time he did.
2: Okay. Uh, Stock track composed by Akira uh, Ifakube for King Kong versus Godzilla and Mothra versus Godzilla from the 60s. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, That's the, uh, that would be, um, yeah. And like, Shin Godzilla did the same thing. Like, you know, Shin Godzilla uses that track as well as, um the one from 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 evangelion what's the one you know the you guys know the one uh from evangelion yeah. um the uh so like so like i'm not i'm not opposed to them using that i just kind of i just kind of keep the continuity of the music of the movie it would have been kind of nice to have a, a new recording yeah.
0: i i agree with you to an extent um i i would have to i would i will look this up at some point if it's a like a respect thing maybe um because that's what i'm wondering is like i do feel like that that track in Toho Godzilla movies has been the same for, for years. <laughs> um, and I wonder if that's the reason I wonder if like, they just refuse to uh, play a version that's not com- composed by him.
1: Yeah. You know, um, that also could explain why it's so difficult for American composers to, to ha- get the rights to, to compose that song. Uh, I
0: right? it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't yeah. shock me that like Bram McCreary, Broke a, a wall down with just what he was planning to do that really impressed them. But like uh, he showed
2: him the sample from King of the Monsters, and he's like, "Come on!" They're like yeah, I will, right, I will okay. add
0: a, I will add a later date. Look into this if it is a, a yeah. kind of out of respect to the original composer thing. Yeah, um,
2: yeah that they
0: possible. don't that they don't remake it uh, with a different composer.
1: Um, but the needle drop is still really good because it, it first shows up when we first get like the first big like look of Godzilla. What? what sorry, I will also say one more thing about the Ginza attack. Um, which is that it's it's great to have it from the there's very few moments where it's from an omniscient third person um, sure. it's it's either uh, most of the overhead shots can feel like they're at, or can feel like they're in a helicopter there's a lot of stuff from the ground level It's a lot of stuff on buildings um, it's really it was really smart to do it that way um, to kind of once again create that weight of uh, this is actually happening. This is a, this is a, this feels real. This feels like from the, this feels like dangerous because it it's heavy. not from, it feels heavy. It's we're not, we're not omniscient to this. We're in this. Yeah. Um, that was really smart. And like, that goes to like the first time we see Godzilla is in the train, right? Like she looks over and we see the, the the big reveal of what Godzilla looks like in this movie is on the train. And that's when the needle drop hits. And that's really good.
0: Yeah. Um. And very much a, uh, a lot of throwback to the original imagery. Of, yeah. of the first Godzilla obviously the train mm-hmm. but um, just kind of like that that setup shot um, is not a one to one mirror but very close to the full body reveal shot of Godzilla from that film as well yeah. um, like obviously a lot of tribute stuff there going on for sure alright uh, I wanted to cover those things for, I was uh, so
2: curious how how they would try to stop Godzilla in this movie were they just gonna be like oh let's try to bomb him a lot and that won't work but like Oda being Mr. Scientist also like worked for like Navy, the Navy Scientific League or whatever. So yeah. like he's part, a Navy he part technical
0: of technical officer. So yeah.
2: like he was part of the government, but like, yo, we're gonna try to sink Godzilla and the pressure should be strong enough to like compress him and kill him. And some guys like, wait, doesn't he live in the ocean? And I was like, yeah, wait, what? But no, it's we're about gonna... the speed. It's about the speed of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like if it doesn't work sinking him, we'll have we we have the balloon manufacturers of, of Tokyo here, and we'll inflate a bunch of balloons and we'll bring them up and the pressure will crunch them. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to work, but I, I want to
0: see it. I, I always remember um, there was like one of the Discovery Shark Week things. Real quick side tangent about science um, where they had a shark tag on a great white shark. And all of a sudden the shark dove to like insane depths. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, two things are wrong. One, great white sharks don't go that deep. And two, uh, that was way too fast. Yeah. That shark that shark died. <laughs> um, and they found out that like a giant squid had it come and taken it. Ooh. It oh, down. Shit. Um so so but they found out that like giant squids would, would be predatory towards great whites in certain circumstances, that kind of thing. That's an ex sci-fi um, original movie. Anyway, uh so um that did make sense to me. Like once, once these, like, yeah, because the it's the pressure, and yeah, I really yeah. like a, uh, I really like the visualization of it. Not to get too much into the finale, but yet, but um, the the it's the cold. It's it's uh it's the way that it damages you from the outside in. So like the oxygen, uh, in your skin, um, starts freezing, um, and the rapid pressure change. Like that's why you know your ears would pop yeah, for yeah. us. Uh, all this kind of stuff. You're the same thing that people talked about with the submarine. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier this year, that the reason it went like that, the yeah. pressure change at that depth, that rapid, well, yeah, yeah. that's essentially what they're trying to do with Godzilla by pulling him down so quickly.
1: Well, couldn't they just hold their breath? <gasps> Anyone uh-huh. seen Meg 2, The Trench? uh uh-huh. yes. <laughs> That's
2: the most scientific movie of all. I love it.
1: Um, anyway, one of the things that I really... one of the <laughs> stupid movie. Um... <laughs> What I now I've just made two of the trenches playing in my head. Um, one of the things I really I really liked about kind of the callbacks to the original is that they, none of them were very overt. You kind of have to like you kind of have to go looking for some of them. Um, I'm not sure if this is intentional, but to me, when um, which I think are the best callbacks when you are, aren't sure they're intentional. Um, when uh, they're, they're doing the demonstration and they drop the the wood, you caught this too. Uh, the no, I thing think this is
0: 100 intentional. I don't
1: think this and, is a mistake at all. And all those bubbles come up. It's very reminiscent of the oxygen destroyer scene from the original movie.
0: Yes, yes. At the end of the original film, they put they put like uh, the way that you see the oxygen destroyer working on Godzilla is just like they put essentially just a screen of of water with a whole bunch of bubbles coming straight up. Over the overlay of the filmed image that they were making to show how the oxygen destroyer was working, and
2: that felt very reminiscent of like surround him in a ring of bubbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I read, I read a, a review online that that mentioned could this. Could this be a reference to like? So I think you're you're 100 right, Brandon. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I don't like, think
1: those are the kind of the, those are kind of the callbacks I like. Where you're like, I'm not sure if this is a callback, but it feels like it could be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think this is a uh, I think this is really cool. Uh, and and 100 there's there's almost no world where I don't see like bubbles bubbles like that's on purpose like like especially because like it's most focused in the demonstration right like we see the bubbles shooting up Mm -hmm. around him as he's pulled down to to the ocean bottom but like that is uh that is more like in its place kind of thing it doesn't feel as direct as like the demonstration i 100% agree with you that feels like very very much like trying to -to one-to-one on the bubble idea uh, uh visually um, I think it's so like, I love the originals concept of why they do the auction destroyer um, in the original. It's because the scientists had already been working on something that was essentially like that You were basically getting a Japanese Oppenheimer yeah, um, who had, was working on something that he was like, maybe I shouldn't have been doing this, but like maybe it also will save the world. But, but he, his whole thing is that he wants it to die with him, which is mm-hmm. why he destroys all the research and he literally dies with it in the movie. Um, and I think that's great. That's a great concept for that film, for what they were trying to say about humanity at the time and all that, that technology was ahead of itself. What I think is cool about this is this feels like something they could have possibly dedicated yeah. the resources to achieve. Free on, I hold. don't think it would have worked, Yeah, but it feels more, more plausible than just like somebody was working on the next atomic bomb. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. One, of, sorry, I'm going to write a note that I wanted to mention something real quickly, but uh, one of the things that uh, I really like about this movie um uh, which I will say a lot of times, take a drink every time I say that and then get wasted um but when um when they're when they come to this the ter- the determination that the government's not going to do anything to stop Godzilla, they can't they're they're going to be locked in boardrooms blah blah, blah, blah blah it's up to us and they and it becomes this people the people standing up for themselves, the people choosing to live uh because they are because they now know our government is ineffective. Our government doesn't care about us. Uh, we, are, uh, we are nothing to them. So let's take this upon ourselves. The only people who care about each other are, uh, us, it are us. So let's do something about this. Let's all kind of come together. And that's also what, like, hey, when they approached with this military dude, why should we lay down our lives for you again? It's like, I'm not asking you to lay down my, our lives for me. I'm asking you if you want to save us. And that's a really good distinction that they make in the movie that, yeah, this this um, uh, general will get them ships, but they're not serving him. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not serving the government. They're doing this because they are people that want to live. Um, And that's kind of what turns them.
2: Yeah, the, the people of Tokyo. Like they're not yeah. fighting a war they don't believe in. They're fighting a cause that they believe in. Uh, yeah,
0: a, a couple of things around this is like you know it's it's on order to stay. So that's an important part of that. Um, one of the one of the guys. So a, a few of them leave uh, because this is not what they wanted. They got do. families. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then one of them who's still staying, and you can still see people in the room are like debating going, and he's like, uh, "So there's no guarantee of this succeeding." uh uh we you know we might win we might not and it's like it can't be guaranteed no and he's like well those are better odds than the war um and like that that right there i was like that's some that's some good good criticism on on like where they were at that time how they felt about what the government had put them through yeah uh and like that that's baked in just to your point and and also like doc's speech uh later the night before um where he says go home be with your families and and one of them in the room is like you mean be prepared to and he trails off but he's implying to die and Mm -hmm. he's like no 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 uh that's how i I just want you to i want you to enjoy the time with your families but we are not going out there intending this to be a fight to the death like that that's not what this is about our country he has that really great speech where he's like you know our country has been too careless about the meaning of life the value of it we get badly armored tanks we use kamikaze fighters like all of this is been mishandled terribly we're not doing that that way
1: we're it not fighting them, to die we're fighting to live yeah, yeah. godzilla creates a, that's a great line that's a great line Ryan. thank you um like and like um godzilla becomes uh a second chance almost um for the, for world war ii it becomes a cause that uh that the people can rally behind uh finally because they couldn't they were kind of like they feel that they were they were fighting a losing battle throughout World War II, but this is a battle they could win because they, as Ryan said so succinctly, they're not fighting to die; they're fighting to live.
0: Well, and like also, I really like that the captain's talking about them when they're readying all the ships and everything as he's looking at them and he's saying, "Look at them! They're you know they know what they're risking uh, in doing this, but they're all smiling, uh, and it's it's because they they believe in it. Yeah, it's they're doing something that they believe in at least. Yeah, um, and that's that's the key to it is like everyone knows that there's a chance, like no one can guarantee they're not going to get killed in this thing with Godzilla. Um, It's just not the goal. And like, there's a chance, but they're doing something they believe in and they're doing it for the reasons that they care about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's just that, that is put in stark contrast to like where they have been because of the war. And like that all, you have all these different male characters and female characters, but mostly male characters who you see who have been affected in, in, in like all down the chain in a multitude of ways by the war. Uh, without like getting into all their stories but like people people who have watched friends suffer through it uh like it it, the way it breaks down from like even the navy commander all the way down like Mm -hmm. nobody is pleased with where the war ended them all up at.
1: yeah um something that i I forgot i kind of want to mention about godzilla's design um that i want to kind of reverse this into a little bit is um uh he's small uh, not real not small, but relatively to previous Godzilla's he is. Um, I think he's less than a hundred feet. Um because the original Godzilla was fifty 50- fifty feet, wasn't he? Uh the original pretty not small. no, no, the original Godzilla's pretty small. Um he, he's Damn, they keep, I can beat up Godzilla. They keep they keep uh, scaling him up, but one of the things that I think has gotten really ridiculous is that um Shin is 390 feet and uh, uh, Monsterverse, I think, capped out of 400 feet at uh, GVK. And, and, like, that's yeah. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, like, it's we are we've, and like, the idea is that because buildings got bigger, Godzilla should get bigger, blah, blah, blah. But, as and so, in, and, it's kind of created this, I think, false narrative that, uh, in order to be terrifying Godzilla needs to be big. And I think that what this movie did really well is like to say, that's not the case. Um, this Godzilla, uh, is not a, is not the largest Godzilla. Um, he, but he, but that doesn't make him any more terrifying. And I honestly think he's one of the more terrifying versions of Godzilla we've ever seen.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. He feels beefy. Yeah. He feels beefy.
0: It it's got a thick, yeah, yeah. a thick front uh he throws he throws a whole ship out of the
2: ocean
1: yeah <laughs> yeah man jesus that's a what because they're like okay he's oh shit he's early <laughs> yeah um, yeah i want to talk about the uh the ocean scene sequence but i, I do want to how tall is godzilla <laughs> Looking it up minus one
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure uh, the beautiful like size guard would list size the chart with all of them like standing next okay. to each other
1: The original, sorry, the original Godzilla is 50 meters, which is 164 feet. Um, uh, How tall tall is Godzilla minus one? Let's find out. Um, Minus one.
2: Godzilla facts with Brandon. Ah.
1: Uh, He is 0.1 meter taller than the original. There you go. All right. So he's about 165 feet. Interesting. Yeah.
2: And again, like he doesn't he doesn't have to be double his size to have an impact. Like he's right. still a big chunky boy who can create atomic blasts. So like it's perfectly it's perfectly uh works for this man. Yeah. And it's it's so smart. It's it Takashi, Takashi
1: Yamazaki was incredibly smart to to focus character first, to create the site to to make characters. And I'm not saying that Godzilla films don't try. Uh, there's plenty yeah. of characters that you care about in every Godzilla film. The original has great characters. Um, uh, <laughs> let's, not, let's not get crazy, but let's not say every Godzilla film. No, but like, but like the, a number of them do try and like, and, and, and like they, they've even Godzilla 2014 tried um, like they didn't set out to Godzilla 2014 set out to make a, to make a movie about how uh legacy um can destroy can destroy families and and uh and that's something that monarch legacy of monster pick up picked up which is i think is really great but that's something that the movie couldn't succeed at for whatever reason either skill or someone said hey no make a giant monster movie uh beat him up um but it was so incredibly smart to focus our, ourselves on character on this film to to for because none of that none of this matters if we don't care about these characters. Mm. Like if this film existed as it does, as exactly as it does, and the characters are poorly written, we don't care. But if this is a different film with different, with poorly drawn characters, then, you know, it could still potentially be a good movie, but this movie as structured is fundamentally a far worse film If those characters don't work. Um, because it's not about the monster. It's not about Godzilla at the end of the day. Um, you can cut Godzilla out of this and it's still a good drama. Um, and it was so smart to have, to make that decision to be like, it, it, if these characters don't work, this movie doesn't work. And I'm happy, and I'm happy they they approached it that way.
0: Doing uh, the period piece, doing the, the PTSD, really, really is such a good, like, not that the character's, aren't good uh, apart from those factors, but like centering that is like a thing that like everybody's dealing with some amount of trauma after the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's a universal feeling that they can all live with even before Godzilla shows up um, really, really presents something that no Godzilla movie has been able to do before.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and The, the scene, like when everyone's getting ready to go and the kid, he's like, all right, I'm coming with you guys. And, and doc and captain are like, "No, nah, stay behind kid. It's like, yeah, hey, absolutely not. Leave we leave the future to you. We leave the future to you. Oh my god, it's so good. He's like, I can be helpful. Let me do it. And boy, how does that pay off later? I thought we were done with the kid. Mwah.
1: I um, I want to talk about um Shikishima. Shikishima? Yeah,
0: Shikishima.
1: Um, he, he um, he this whole thing that nobody knows he's going to do this, but he they think he's just going to be a plane that distracts Godzilla. But he has decided that uh, that he's going to outfit this plane with a bunch of bombs which a bunch of weapons, and fly it into Godzilla's mouth uh, mm-hmm. and kamikaze uh, and be that kind of and be that kamikaze finally.
0: I, I I will say, like I agree with you that the captain and and uh, the doc don't know it. They do suspect sure that he might do that. they, they that, that they say, like, you know, it's a he's a failed kamikaze pilot it's making me nervous yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. uh and
0: like obviously when he's shouting at shikishima from the boat and he says like don't you dare make akiko an orphan or i'll I'll kill you uh and uh shikishima just ignores him
1: yeah um there's so much i want to talk about this movie i completely forgot to talk about before we talk about that i think we should probably talk about the first time godzilla shows up which is in the ocean it was um, in my
0: mind. I just, I was letting you go with what you were doing.
1: I think probably Shikishima's sacrifice play should probably wait a little bit and we should talk about Godzilla first showing up in the ocean.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
2: Mind sweeper with Godzilla.
0: What a, what a crazy thing it is that no uh, Godzilla film has ever taken advantage of Godzilla being in the ocean like this before.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, and it's such a, it's such a good sequence. It looks incredible. Like the CGI in this movie is incredible. Um, and, uh, uh, he... but this in particular,
0: this in particular for like yeah. the shot the shot that everyone goes to of the uh like ah. common, yeah yeah where he's like where he's like just popping his head up around from the water and like going for the ship and the ship's just in the foreground uh it's just like we've
2: just never seen Godzilla like take like a money shot. People yeah. are like that's a practical effect. I'm like, nah man, that's just hard work. That's just um, having a special effects uh coordinator also be your director.
1: I mean, to be fair, we've seen the Snow White and the Huntsman films. We, that doesn't always ha- that doesn't always um work That's out yeah. but uh it did it did here like you know uh it, it did very much it did very much here and i'm so grateful it did um and so you know we there's a lot of great shots in this in this film that as as Ryan said it, it it's just hard work um and i want to i want to i want uh, to take this moment to shout out the VFX artists of this film, which there are, there are many, the Japanese film industry is very much uh, predatory, very much in favor of crunch. Uh, they, they, they are very abusive to their workers. Um, and uh, it's important to acknowledge their hard work uh, in creating this incredible piece of art. Um, yeah. uh, uh, so, so that said, um, the sequence where, he, where Godzilla attacks the battleship is awesome. Like It yeah. looks incredible.
0: Yeah, it's a it, this whole this whole ocean sequence is awesome. Um the the tension in it uh reminds people of Jaws. I get it, yeah, uh a hundred percent. The the use of the mines, the the first mind that makes Godzilla pop his head up, then trying to shoot the one in the mouth. Um, all of that just really, really excellent stuff. Uh it really makes for Godzilla, like for a first impression of Godzilla, even if we're not seeing him in full, to feel scary.
2: Yeah, and again, his yeah. like part of his face gets blown off and then it instantly regrows you're like oh man this Godzilla's a threat oh no like oh they can't they can't even blow him up what are they gonna do
1: and I really like the opening the like the beginning they're looking at this ship that's been destroyed and they're like what are we supposed to do against this thing um and like the government knows that Godzilla's out there but they don't know like how bad this is so they send these two little skiffs out there to figure it out um And they're just kind of like, I don't know what the hell. We're and that kind of goes back to the theme of the movie and you know, like how, how the Japanese government doesn't, um, doesn't, uh, uh, value a uh, human life there to um, stall the, for
2: the battleship. The
0: captain has yeah. a really good line in the sequence that, that I also want to highlight, which is the one where he says this country, uh, this country never changes. Maybe it can't.
1: Mm. Yeah. Which I
0: thought was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and well-placed.
1: And and then they're looking at their like their sister ship, and and the and they're like, "Hey, whoever finds it gets blah, blah blah." And then just Godzilla like comes out of the water, just taking the their sister ship. Incredible! Oh my god, I love this movie. God rest the souls of the Kurashima who we never see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> um. so, okay. So, Shikishima. that this whole movie, can we? If there's anything else you guys want to talk about the ocean sequence? I'll move in. I, I do want to
0: just touch on the the um, use of the. I thought it was quite clever the use of um, uh, Japan won't get involved on a government level militarily because the U.S. and and the Soviets are having stuff go on, mm-hmm. and anything the Japanese do because they're part of like what's implied here is there's a lot of U.S. occupation in Japan, mm-hmm. a lot of like we're we're rebuilding bridges like blah blah blah, blah and it's like uh, uh of how the united states like inserts itself into japan uh at this time and um uh 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 general macarthur thank you um they really highlight him uh in particular because he got like activated against japan uh and was a part of the like leading tirade on this because of pearl harbor mm-hmm. um and uh and I thought that was a really smart way of to just kind of work around like the international politics of what's going on in this moment is it's like the Japanese government staying out of it because they're technically like US aligned now because the US is occupying them. So anything they do, the Soviets perceive as the US does. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why the US is like, you can't do anything in Japan's fully in a state of like because of where they're at, where like whatever the US says goes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um it's we'll
1: send
2: a Steve Martin over. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway
1: um
2: Uh, and
0: and i kind of know where you're going and i just kind of want to lead it in with um i think that some of the scenes we get with shikishima uh at home with noriko um when he finally tells her about like the people in godzilla and he says this is a this isn't real life i'm i'm this is the dying the dying dream of a dead man yeah um and things like that uh and and he's being weighed down by those pictures and it's right before godzilla comes and takes noriko from him yeah that he's asking the the pictures actively like can i be allowed to dream again yeah um and, and his
2: think, parents because yes, he, he has like memorials for his parents too. yeah
0: yeah uh well his parents his parents it what i'm glad you brought that up because i kind of was gonna forget but like i thought it was interesting that we get really early on the the letter from his parents that he looks at that tells him to live yeah. and his parents yeah. knew he was a failed com- like that. He was a kamikaze pilot as well. Yeah. And they're telling him like, live, like go, go live. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's really, I think that's just an interesting thing to also be present is that the original like live message comes from his parents mm-hmm. and then gets continues to get passed on to him from different people. Um, yeah. Figashima's journey through that and his regression, because he starts to believe in having something with noriko Mm -hmm. and then she's taken from him yeah um i think
1: that's all done very well as an arc it's not necessary but like i mean that that's exactly that's the arc of japan like they're rebuilding they're getting you know life is returning to normal and then godzilla shows up and regresses everything back to its post to its immediately post-war state including our character shikishima who um has the weight of godzilla's attack the weight of losing nariko the weight of of losing um the 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 weight of living through the war which is a horrible a freaking horrible thing to put on someone that they should be ashamed for living through a war um and and i so he decided so so he's going to he's pretty certain he's going to kill himself uh to destroy Godzilla. In a cool
2: backwards ass looking plane,
1: um, it was looks really cool. Um, it's a and he's it's a really cool sequence. I love watching him like distract Godzilla back into the ocean, um, yeah. and, uh, and I love watching um, him fly around. By the way, second needle drop uh, from the Godzilla theme. Uh, it with the dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun, uh, it was a really so, great moment. It, it's so well timed when it's um, the, the ships are moving.
0: Godzilla. It's the buildup of Godzilla's like power. And him destroying the is the like dun 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 yeah. dun, dun um and then it it's uh, when the the naval officer the captain says all right full steam ahead and then it kicks in the military dun, version yeah. of like dun, hell dun, yeah nah, this yeah, yeah sick
2: yeah.
1: you you and I were both in the theater and I saw I saw you like yeah all right here we go like I was so I got so pumped uh, listening to this um that that moment it's such so good but I want to kind of focus on on this moment with shikishima um you know look we'll talk i'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the plan but like he he does go he does attack godzilla he does go into his mouth as godzilla's charging up his atomic radiation and explodes his head um but lives he's he, he bails and i did not need the scene uh that flashes back where um the mechanic name
2: Uh, tachibana i i
1: agree with you i didn't need it uh i didn't i didn't need the scene where tachibana says this is the eject button uh live but thinking about it it's really important to see it because again that we've heard uh we've already got everybody who was very antagonistic to him saying you should have died during the war and now now changing their mind and now we have Once again, him who embodies this kind of like who was there the when they when they first saw Godzilla, who was who who uh knew him, who saw him leave his kamikaze, um his kamikaze run like, uh and he he he's the one to say, live, be with your daughter.
0: I I do think it's important because like it's you have to kind of keep everything in mind because the scene is cut up between that flashback and the moment before. Mm -hmm. But when Tachibana is going over the the plane stuff with him, and he says. uh, um i'm going to do this i'm going to do this for sure i'm going to i'm going to i'm ready for this mm-hmm. uh and tachibana's it's shown that tachibana is looking at him look at the pictures of the crew yeah mm-hmm. and the drawing from akiko and tachibana sees all that in him and sees this is an interpretation right but like is seeing what he's put on this man yeah um and maybe wrongfully right Mm-hmm. That that those pictures are the things he put in his hands. Mm-hmm. Tachibana yeah. put those on him, and he has carried them this whole time. That's true. And Tachibana kind of has to reckon with how much was I in pain from my trauma after the war, and putting all of the responsibility of that on this person when we were facing a dinosaur from <laughs> the ocean. Oh, like, <laughs> there's an amount of having to like reconcile with yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. I do think it's really important to your point that. Tachibana is the person who's the last person who tells him this is the ejection seat, but it's not the it's not that part that's important. He says live uh, because he gets this look like you're telling me there's an ejection scene. He's like, I want you to live, which is also yeah. I I forgive you and I want you to live. That's a good point. Like a good that, point. that is the thing that lets him move forward from that pain.
1: Yeah, and it's a it's and it when his shoot appears like it's fist pump worthy cheer like oh my god thank god he's alive and, and it, i think it's
0: important like the live moment with tachibana is important in the flashback because you also get when the shoot has opened tachibana is listening really closely to the radio he's waiting to know that he ejected safely because mm-hmm. his salvation is tachibana's salvation from the war yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and uh, uh it creates a, a you know in order to kill Godzilla, you got to destroy every single cell, and uh, they certainly did it right.
2: Again, just they like Wolverine, it. you got to destroy every single cell because, <laughs> like that boy's just going to be a, a blob in the ocean or cell. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh. Um,
1: I, I I love everyone like being really excited uh, about it. Um, there's a few, there's a, there's two specific GMK Godzilla Mothra, Kingadora King Ghidorah giant attack that I recognize watching this film. Which look. I need to rewatch it, but it is at this moment still my favorite Godzilla movie mm-hmm. Godzilla minus one might take it though. Um, but, um, w- when Godzilla rises from the ocean, uh, because the, the, the massive drop failed to kill him. Uh, they rise him up to, to try again. Um, his eyes are completely white, uh, which is very reminiscent of, uh, the GMK Godzilla suit. His eyes are completely white. Very, uh, the so idea scary. of GMK is that he's, um, uh, a, a wrathful spirit possessed by the souls of world War II uh, soldiers um and uh and and so there's no like his eyes are meant to be like um empty um right.
0: and and like this happens because of the freezing from the pressure yeah. changes it's everything. all like white stuff. but to your point earlier, where you were talking about the personality of the eyes, it mm-hmm. is even a stronger choice here, I think, to have those eyes taken away from us that yes. that rage feels even more like uh untethered
1: yeah um and, it, and then oh, go sorry ahead. no you go ahead you're still gone um and then the other the other thing is the, the alluded to cell moment um and the at the, the end of gmk spoilers for an older film um <laughs> the the very end of that film they kill godzilla but his heart is sitting at the end sitting at the bottom of the ocean and then just at the end of the movie it starts beating again <laughs> um and that's how it that's how that movie ends and uh very i felt very reminiscent of when we're seeing the the cell of godzilla float down and it starts reforming uh i thought that was really cool
2: yeah uh i love um he does his first atomic blast and they have like a decoy ship ready for him to attack that ship with the atomic blast like we got so much time he needs so much time to reload he doesn't need that much time to reload y'all and it's like a really like it's like a really dramatic moment and then touch uh, touch about it. Then uh, Koichi comes in with the plane and saves the day. Uh, at the end, I thought there was going to be a big ass explosion. Cause like the blue beams are like, are like mm-hmm. leaving his whole body. I thought there was going to be another big explosion, but he kind of just like crumbles. And I'm like, Oh, I thought it was about to get worse. Jesus Christ. So like, it was kind of like a nice, like uh, sigh of relief. Uh, great. And it's great finale, man.
1: It's a great way to kind of show the audience that like, yeah, they did it. They did it. Revel in your victory uh because they did it. They were able mm-hmm. to beat them and there were no ramifications. Everyone lives, everyone gets to go home. Great job. Man, but as we as you were talking about it, when the kid shows up with all the other boats, all the tugboats like pull them, uh oh my god. What, what so I didn't,
0: what I didn't catch until the second time I saw it with Ryan was that um when they're talking about the plan at the bar and uh and they're trying to think like how do we make sure that the inflations work? Like, what if they fail? And the kid suggests, why don't the boats pull Godzilla up? And they're like, he weighs like a like 20 tons, tons. Like so many tons. Like there's no way those two ships could do it. And he's like, oh, right. And he kind of feels, you, the, the moment is like, oh, he feels like that was a stupid idea. But then when you get to the tugboat thing, it's that he's been working on that thought since mm-hmm. that moment. And his solution was tugboats. And it's yeah. so good. All the because, again, Again, going back to like, the the sense of people and like the, if you really want to get thematic about it there's a message of because he says here come the useless to the rescue mm-hmm. and yeah. it is the perception of like the men who went to war being supported by the people who didn't mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and like that's part of the theming of it right is like they are public citizens but they are all public citizens who went through war who are now out there they are coming and being saved by the people who are considered not the people who should be in war. Mm-hmm. 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 um and by that con context is like that kind of support at home that goes against like right like what sumiko did when he came home um it's this like how we all lift each other up kind of idea
2: and she got that telegram which made which made it was like i know it's about to happen oh when, yeah when, when,
1: when she shows up sparks turns because oh i'm about to cry and i was like i am crying like actively like like i i uh, i'm with you sparks i don't think there's ever been a godzilla film that's made me cry before um but like it it could have been seen as such a cheap move like this girl is alive but it becomes such a heroic moment of my war is over i can come home to you and it gives him a happy ending it gives him that well we don't know what a sequel can hold but it gives him uh, whatever whatever is in her neck um, but it gives him kind of that happy ending um, that he wouldn't have if she had died um, yeah. you know yeah. he would still get an ending but it would be kind of bittersweet but allowing the character to have a truly happy uh, happily ever after kind of moment mm-hmm. is really important and yeah. uh,
2: really helps this movie nail its emotional ending
0: is your war finally over so
2: I was already getting weepy oh. like the tears <laughs> did not fall yet but like when he's holding her, but when she says, is your war finally over or whatever? And I'm like, drop it, drop it. And I'm like, I got a random stranger next to me. I got my homie next to me. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this right now. Um, so good.
1: And they, they pull a Shin Godzilla with uh, not quite as interesting, but um, so there's something in her neck moving at the end there, um, yeah. which is very, very interesting. And He wants to make two more, which I'm happy. I'm, hell yeah, do it, man. I'll be there for each one. Um, he'll, yeah. he'll
0: clearly get to because the movie's been such a smash success. It's already yeah, yeah it's made, like, budget a million fold over.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, look, I'm still burned from that Shin Godzilla sequel we never got. So like, yeah. until he
2: makes it, I'm not sure it's happening. That's, you know, that's a good point. You know, the world is a weird place. You never know. I um, think they
0: I think they'd be foolish not to follow this up uh, if he has something he wants to do. Yeah, um, I think that would be that would be silly. I agree. Uh, yeah, it's 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 incredibly. It, yeah it, because like i also see it you know you see it coming and you're like oh it's gonna be noriko and it's like yeah it gets you emotional and everything but it is the is your war finally over as he's holding her and, and crumbling into the emotional wet bag, waterfalls of loving her that he is uh that it's like oh my god it's finally like it, it is like that that full catharsis full arc for him yeah uh beautiful. that you get because of that um yeah i think i think the whole the whole execution of the plan. Uh, sequence at the end of the film is really excellent uh -hmm. uh, just following everybody um all the different characters through it i thought was really good uh again like you you care about everybody that's involved and there's someone in every position of the plan so Mm -hmm. that that really really is effective
2: i even like like the general guy like who's like the leader like he doesn't get a lot of screen time but like that's a dude who like he was probably leading a bunch of people in this war that, that did not win well for him. And he's still willing to like, yo, I'm still here for Tokyo. I'm still here for my people. I'll do whatever I can. I'm like, that's great, man. Like, there's like, again, like, like you just said, like there's people in power of every level and they all care and they're all like willing to, to, to live, uh, to fight Godzilla. I'm like, it's just, it's a beautiful message. man. It's great. Yeah. Um, should I read Ben's thoughts? Yes,
1: yeah, thank let's, you. Let's I, do it. Thank you. Yes. Um, all right. Let me pull them up real quickly. I should have had them more prepared, but and next thoughts. Here they are. Okay. Uh, he wrote. It wrote quite a bit. So if you guys want to chime in, just stop me. Will um, do. This is far. This is by far the best Godzilla movie ever made. While I enjoy the legendary films for their spectacle, this reminds us all that Godzilla is a force of destruction <laughs> brought by a horrible weapon. Minus one does not shy away from this fact what minus one does exceptionally well is how I actually care about all of the human characters, not just the main cast, but everyone on screen. That's a good point. Actually. Yeah. Um, I care about Kochi's redemption and was moved. Kochi. That's,
0: that's Shikishima's first name. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, uh, redemption and was what? Koichi Shikishima. Koichi Shikishima. Yeah. Uh, Shikishima, uh, redemption and was moved, how it was revealed that the other Otis sur- Island survivor wanted him to live. Uh, uh, her Snakio, uh, Noriko. Noriko. Uh, he's mis- he's misspelled all the names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he he or Apple. Uh, Auto correct you know, might be a problem. Yeah. Uh, Noriko's death was heartbreaking, and I felt for the neighbor who's who spat at uh, Koichi's face after returning from the war. Yeah. Um, as a seven as a 70th anniversary project, this film hits all the right notes. It was a treat to see pre uh, re- irradiated Godzilla and how they redo his atomic breath is not only ingenious, but makes sense and drives in the nail that Godzilla is part nuclear bomb. Um, Godzilla's design to me is more Heisei era, but uh, cranks to 11 on the menacing scale with how terrifying he looks. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 There's a lot of Heisei in the face, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, all in all, Godzilla Minus One is an amazing film that takes the monster back to its roots in stunning fashion. I hope to see more of this Godzilla in the future. 10 out of 10 in my mm-hmm. top five.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think he's, he's very, he's as qu- quicker than I think I am to say, like far and away the best of all the Godzilla films ever, but mm-hmm. um, certainly like high up there. I, I think it's probably been a while since he's seen the original ones like GMK, as we said, but it's it's definitely like, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible that I, I think it's I think it's certainly holding hands with the Titans.
1: Yeah, it. Titans. Mm. Shall we also shall we also give it a rating?
2: Oh my lord! Uh, ten out of ten. I have I have like literally no complaints. I think mean, this is a, a perfect movie. It's a perfect Godzilla movie. Uh, it's the type of Godzilla movie I have been kind of craving, and it's now like legitimately like I am now going to go and watch some of the older ones I haven't seen since I was a kid because I'm like there are some of these that do exist. They're just not they're just not American ones. Sparks. Yeah, I think it's just such a wonderful
0: thing that, uh, on, on the scale of Godzilla films and on the scale of like international engagement with, uh, Godzilla films that, and then just international and specifically Western audiences getting this perspective on Japanese post-World War II, even if it's bundled up in a Godzilla movie, it's, it's still just something that's so fresh to Western audiences specifically to be treated this way, uh, I think it's wonderful, again, like going back to some of the early part of the year discussions when we were, I was talking about how crazy it is to have Oppenheimer and then this in the same year. Um, I do think like it it really gives you this. The Both of them, I think, are offering context and perspectives that Western audiences didn't have before, mm-hmm. um, yeah. simply or, or in a general sense, like don't engage with. Um, and I find it very valuable. I find it very human very relatable um, and very like powerful in how it sits. We we talked a bit about this after we saw it, Brandon, but the Godzilla is very critical of modern Japanese government and like the government specifically um, in, in a direct way. And this is a period piece that is very critical of the Japanese government in post-World War II and what they put them through in the war, but from a public citizen perspective. And I think that's really, really good. Um, and I think both of those things share a really valuable conversation about what Godzilla exists for, uh, and what his larger meaning has always been. And it's really great that we can still have these things uh 70 years into the existence of the character, um, the monster, that that represents still the 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 very thing that they were driving for when they created him, um, and, and maybe even does it better um in some in some ways. Uh, and, and I think it's great to have that. I think it's wonderful that it's been really getting a lot of attention and, and a lot of people have been connecting with it. Uh, uh, they nailed it in terms of the fear of the monster. They nailed it in terms of the atomic conversation, the World War II conversation, the characters, the emotional depth of them, uh, the arc. 10 out of 10.
1: I... Um agree wholeheartedly with everything that has been stated on this podcast uh and everything that was just stated by the two of you um it's an incredible movie uh it, it it's it's truly something I never thought I'd get um it's something that I deeply appreciate exists um I it's 10 out of 10. 100% 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 across the board i mean if only we had made our 10 out of 10 graphic
2: we've been talking about just be like, oh ooh, yeah, yeah. 10 out of 10s across the board baby and i remember uh, a couple of years ago like before this movie was even announced like toho was like we're gonna do our own we're bringing godzilla back we're gonna do our own universe and i was really worried that like again they're valid like the candy popcorn godzilla movies but i was really worried we were just gonna get a japanese version of that again and i'm so thankful that we did not and we got this instead because this is like this is like Cinema art, baby. Like this is like re- the real deal shit. Like, I, like this is not a movie that like that maybe the general audience won't accept because it's a little too like it's a little too real. But it's the movie that I think everyone should see if you really want to see like what Godzilla like can really be. Uh, because uh, it's just like it's really special and it's really again having that Japanese perspective is especially during <laughs> World War Two. Bless you. Is, you. Is, is like is really important. And again, like a kamikaze pilot being your main character is not something I don't think any American has ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Like it's just not represented, and it's really, uh, it really like puts the human perspective on like what people think like the Japanese uh, uh, fighting force was during World War II. Like not like they're not they weren't savages; they're people just being told what to do with their country. You know what I mean? So it's like it's re- it's a valuable movie too. I think.
0: I think that uh, I think this is a Godzilla movie that we've been we as a, a world have been long overdue for. I think the Japanese deserve to have a film like this for them, and I think I think we deserve to. Uh, b- be made to watch it <laughs> um
2: <laughs> Orange style, I, I think yeah. i
0: think like uh there's a lot of value in the discussion that that a film like this can create and i think it's so powerful that you know we can be 70 years into the character That's crazy. um uh 80 years into uh getting to 80 years since the uh end of world war ii yeah and have something that is this striking and powerful and resonant and and what a wonderful gift that is um, and I'm there's there's no I, I don't think there's a world where this the follow-ups to this um, I'm sure they'll be great they're not going to be able to do what the first initial conversation about this was able to do uh-huh. and I look forward to them I'm sure they're gonna there's gonna be something powerful in them I'm uh-huh. not worried about it but but this was a specifically unique story and experience that I'm really really glad we told. Uh, we got told the way we did.
1: Yeah, it, it does. It does seem like whether this is a sci sci-fi film, it does seem mm-hmm. like um, based on the on the just the two teases at the end of this film for what a sequel could do, that a any sequel will lean heavier into the sci-fi elements, um, which is yeah. a, which, again, every interpretation of Godzilla, I think, is valid, silly or otherwise. Um, but I think this is a really good. A uh, place to take uh to take godzilla i think this is a really a really incredible film and i look forward to uh yeah. those but i hopefully look forward to any sequels that he wants to do
2: yeah it's uh, it is going to show that like how versatile like a giant monster movie can be yeah. like really like godzilla again 70 years like that's crazy to think that like how many movies has this guy had like more than james bond at this point like it's that's like it's so many decades of different types of godzilla and they all and they're all valid for different reasons uh, it's just really cool like you know Godzilla stood the test of time and it has interesting takes every every couple of years and i think there's a lot of
0: people who who won't engage with the original anymore dub or or otherwise they mm. just they just won't it's all movies it's old. too far back there they won't go to it and yeah. i think it's really great to have something that stands in that same uh breath of conversation as what that original was doing because like no, no other Godzilla film uh is is besides this one is trying to capture some of the stuff that that original was it's like directly in terms of, of Japan and what it was going through in the allegory of, of Godzilla itself. Yeah. Um, there's, there's other things I've gotten closer mean something different for a different period of time, but this is standing in conversation with that one specifically. And I think that's great because 70 years on people maybe need to be reminded of what Godzilla means. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, all right. So what do you say we get out of here? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us for this Godzilla Minus One review. We hope you enjoyed the film as much as we did. Um, You can check out other cinephiles uh, uh, on this channel. If you like this video subscribe to this channel or if you are subscribed to the audio feed. Um, They're all there. Check out our website at fake for all sorts of things including our fake nerds watch on the other Godzilla thing that's out right now. Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Um, that, that you can check out uh two episodes of that right now and more to come, of course. Uh, but check out our website, fictorpodcast.com, for all the links to everything we do, um, uh, all the shows we do. every Everything is there. Um, you can also check out our T public and our Patreon if you like to support us financially, we greatly appreciate it. Um, you can also find us at Fichtner podcast on all the social medias, um, Twitter, and Instagram, and Facebook. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter, where you can also find me writing for atomiceekdom.com. Sparks.
0: Uh, you can find me bowing down to the king of the monsters at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Well,
1: that's me. You said Always. that
2: was me. Bowing Always. down to you, uh, and Ryan. Uh, you can find me um, downloading Gigabash for free on the Epic Game Store because Godzilla is a DLC you can buy over at DJ Tony Snork. What? <laughs> DJ Tony <laughs> Snark all over the internet. tj tony snork now that's my new name i'm snorkeling
0: that's
1: that's funny uh and you can also find our our good friend ben magnet who couldn't be here at ben magnet 27 on instagram twitter i'm not gonna list all the ones he's at but he writes for a bunch of websites and he plays mary frankenstein on d and dark um all right guys um until next time you see us guys like this video subscribe to this channel uh subscribe on on your podcatcher of choice and until next time you see us stay fake nerds